Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with Father Michael Martin. Hello, Emma Miller. Michael T. Martin. Michael Thomas Martin. Michael that's Thomas correct. Martin. Emma Arena Miller. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Queenie. Uh, Queenie. That is my favorite. I really do love that I'm nickname. Glad you do. I'm glad you do. <laughs> and you know, my first name, Emma, means like universal type wow. thing. So essentially you are the I'm the universal queen. I'm the queen of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. Or I'm the universal queen of flower makers because I'm a miller. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah. My name has uh, other meanings, so we'll go, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of names, both of my grandfathers actually had the same um, middle name, and it was Francis. Wow. And that's, you know, that's what I want to talk about today a little bit. Great segue. <laughs> but seriously, they were both Francis's. I believe you. And one day when I have a child, their name will be Francis. Francis. All right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. And, you know, partially because of you guys. The oh, partially, just yeah. very partially. And St. Francis himself, obviously. Correct. But no, seriously, St. Francis, yesterday was his feast day. Woohoo! Which is, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Big party. Big, big <laughs> October 4th. Always a big day. Oh, my God. Is that, I mean, that's like the biggest day of the year sure, for you guys? Sure, sure, absolutely. Francis well, Francis. I mean, you know, we don't want to. Shadow Trump, Easter. Easter, Christmas, <laughs> or Pentecost, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll say it's a pretty big day. Yeah. Oh, that's. Are there any other like Franciscan saint feast days that are like pretty up there? I, you know, not on the same caliber. Okay. I mean, certainly there are lots of other really great Franciscan saints that we yeah. like to celebrate, but uh, uh, Saint Francis is. He's uh, the biggie. He's the biggie. He's ah. the biggie. <laughs> What's awesome is I, I have been blessed to be able to be in Assisi for the Feast of St. Francis. Oh, for real? Which is... What do they do? Oh, oh my gosh. It's a full... Well, it's a two-day extravaganza. But, I mean, it's not... I wouldn't say it's just like one big party. I mean, it's really a spiritually Mm. uplifting time. But you just see how um, his personality is such... And his... I shouldn't say personality. His persona Mm. is so attractive to folks that there's a a depth there that, Mm -hmm. um, that calls us to rejoice that... Uh, God uh, was able to share with us a soul who uh, was so in love with the Lord and lived it out in such a unique way that still 800 years later, we're, we're still sort of uh, taken by him. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. When you think about, you were mentioning to me the other day that there are like 5,000 of you uh, OFM conventuals. Mm-hmm. And then, but then there's like tons of other Franciscan inhabited guys sure. around the globe sure and women as well and so women. there's uh the franciscan movement and then there are really thousands of uh, lay franciscans as well so it's a pretty powerful movement not just today but certainly over the course of human history yeah like if you had to ballpark how many lives like over the last 800 years over the last 800 years a, a gazillion I know, a I gazillion would, yeah that's a that's be, a very scientific that, number that's just my <laughs> guesstimate off the top of my head but but hundreds of thousands needless to say have been like very... i would i would say millions and millions wow. yeah that's pretty incredible that is oh I, uh, so for our listeners, um, I was lucky enough to go on a pilgrimage with Father Mike, actually, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Assisi and Rome as well. But even Rome was with the flavor of St. Francis and when he when he traveled to mm-hmm. Rome and what he uh, what he did there. But that was I mean, that was a powerful pilgrimage. Sure. I when I came back, I wanted everyone I knew to go on that pilgrimage. Sure. I, you just get to know St. Francis in a way that like I just had no idea growing up. Sure. You know? And St. Clair, you know, just the, yeah. the, the way in which she speaks uh, to us through 
a lens of Francis of Assisi as well. I mean, I think there's there's richness there mm-hmm. that she brings to the whole Franciscan family. Um, but I, to your point, there's something about walking the streets of Assisi that um, it's in the stones. Yes. You know, it's in, it's in the air you breathe. And uh, but even for the many, 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 many people who have never been there, nor will ever go there, I think um, there's richness in uh, in taking a look at the life of Francis of Assisi mm-hmm. from 800 years ago that is still so very true, so very applicable today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What would you say is, um, you know, St. Francis, gosh, there's just like so many beautiful, uh, like, things that are attributed to him and mindsets and you know so many lessons to learn but what what is maybe one way that you think he speaks most poignantly to us in our time well i mean i i think um i'm glad you you qualified it with in our time um so I, i guess in answering that i first think well what's the message that our time needs to hear the most mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and so i do believe that living um, at a time when not that not that the division between people is any more uh, or less than it was 600 years ago or or 2000 years ago mm-hmm. it's just that media uh, is so ubiquitous that we we can be constantly confronted mm-hmm. with the divisions that exist in our midst far more than mm-hmm. we ever would have maybe say 300 years ago you know yeah. so just make yourself you know a farmer in the field um you know 300 years ago you know what you knew of the divisions of the world might be real for you because of your life situation but your day was taken up in the farm doing you know what i'm saying yeah. so whereas today even if you're a farmer in the field you've got earbuds in and you're listening to some you know, mm-hmm. serious satellite radio broadcast of who knows what from what news outlet about what's going on in the world. You know, so I'm yeah. saying it's just it's far more in our face. Mm-hmm. And so that that type of division to me is um, needs a message. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the the person of St. Francis speaks to the division of our world powerfully in this one way where Francis was much more about trying to understand the other Mm. than be understood. Mm -hmm. And that quality, I think, is what our time needs more than ever, to place ourselves Mm. more and more in a position of wanting to understand you rather than make you understand me. That, Mm -hmm. that, that speaks volumes about my care for you, my love for you. Mm. Now, certainly on its face, anyone could sort of take that and, and run with it and say, well, you know, that's a Franciscan sort of quality. But unless you understand why Mm -hmm. St. Francis wanted that, why St. Francis saw that and believed that, then you've only got half the message (laughs) and you'll find yourself um, Mm -hmm. running up, you know, against uh, some some really hard currents that eventually you'll find yourself just falling back to who cares? I'll do my own thing, you mm-hmm. know. And so you got to get the undercurrent, and the undercurrent is always <laughs> Jesus, you yeah. know, and that His 
powerful devotion to Christ Mm -hmm. and what he understood about the incarnation, that Jesus would become one of us, that empowered him to say, and so you, my friend or my foe, Mm -hmm. are this great gift of God, God, you know, who took the form of humanity in a special way. You're blessed. And so I see Christ in you Mm -hmm. and I want to understand you more. I want to reverence you more. I want to um, appreciate who you are more rather than make you think uh, the way that I do. And so the why of it um, matters immensely. And you can't Mm -hmm. separate any of, you know, Francis's present day sort of um, good talents from that, that basis. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I think that there is a lot of discussion around like trying to learn more about other people's experiences and where they're coming from and stuff. But, um, I, yeah, I don't think it, it certainly most of the time doesn't have the undercurrent of seeing the Christ in other people around you and in everyone in everyone around you. Like, to me, honestly, sometimes that makes me uncomfortable when I'm confronted with, you know, folks and things that are of evil, yeah, you know, like yeah. we see it. And yeah. how do you appreciate right. Christ in that other person when what they're doing is so counter? Sure. How, yeah. Sure. And I think, you know, oftentimes you might see St. Francis depicted holding the crucifix mm-hmm. and... You know, him pondering the cross, Jesus on the cross, Mm -hmm. so much so that late in his life, in a mystical moment, pondering Christ on the cross, he himself received the actual wounds of Jesus. And so as he meditated on Christ on the cross, you know, sort of in response to the, the, the situation that you bring up, imagine Christ dying on the cross, trying to understand and love the people, people who that, are crucifying yeah. him, the evil that is... Who are mocking him yeah, in his yeah, death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, they're inflicting that evil on him, yeah. and he still, in that moment, desires love mm-hmm. for them. That mm-hmm. that was Francis's, um, certainly the, the model mm. for him, mm-hmm. which was Christ, you know? And so that's, again, where, you, again, strip that from this, this sense of understanding and it loses all of its power. Yeah. You know, at a certain point you say, well, we can't understand them. We can't try and, and love them. They're, <laughs> they're just X, you know, and, and we write them off. Yeah. Now, Christ would not do that, and Francis, nor would, would Francis. And so that's where, um, if, you, if, you, if we don't understand the mm-hmm. totality of the person, then we're going we're gonna to miss uh, such a richness there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, that's really, that's really powerful and a good reminder for... Yeah. for well, all of us, all but of us. I'm thinking me too. Me personally. Me too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about, um, what, are, what are some ways that um, St. Francis might be misunderstood in our, in our current time? Do you see that at all? Yeah, I mean, I do. I think um, there are, certainly he's been um, heralded as a, um, as a saint for a, you know, a, a proper appreciation of creation, mm. you know, and so certainly uh, a, an environmental movement would see a kindred spirit in Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I, 
I, I don't dispute that. And certainly Pope Francis in, uh, in his uh, encyclical Laudato Si mm-hmm. used, you know, Laudato Si, the words themselves are from a song, a canticle that, that St. Francis himself composed. So uh, certainly our church has, has understood that as well. Um, I, I think where some of the misunderstanding occurs, um, I don't think Francis would have conserved for the sake of conservation. Mm. Um, I think what Francis would have concerned or conserved for was he, he had a sense of connection, mm. a, a tremendous sense of connection to um, what he called Mother Earth, you know, and, <laughs> and Sister Wind and Brother Fire, you know, and so yeah. that there, there was this sense of our interrelatedness. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you begin to uh, reflect upon our interconnection, not only with each other, but also with the created universe, we begin to see ourselves as part of something much bigger and uh, really called to steward mm. uh, in a very different way than uh, a position of, um, you know, just using, I use whatever I need mm-hmm. for me, you know, that, and it, that doesn't put, you know, um, trees on the same level as, you know, children, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> we're not, not trying to do that. Um, at the same time, it almost begs the question that, we're not really trying to put levels on anything. Yeah. We're trying to say, I mean, I think St. Francis would, would sort of, his love for creation was based on a, like I say, that sense of connection, that we're all created by God mm-hmm. and we all have a role to play. And so our interrelation with the created universe needs to be something special and holy. Uh, sure, you know, he used things all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and so, you know, it's not like you can't, uh, that, you know, certain creatures can't be touched because they're, um, you know, they're more special than others. Um, uh, sure. I mean, we, we, we believe a certain hierarchy about that, that, that the human person is the pinnacle of God's, God's creation. Certainly we see that, but, um, I think that it, we get a foul of St. Francis when we don't understand that interconnection mm-hmm. component. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when you talk about, like, St. Francis used stuff, you can't, like, go through life without, right. like, eating things that sure. grew or lived sure. or, like, you know, whatever. But um, he still had, like, a simplicity about his life. I was very much struck by that um, in our time in Assisi. And, well, I felt it very powerfully while I was there. And then, of course, I come back and in a matter of weeks I'm caught up in my, like, stuff desirous consumerism again. Sure. And I, like... Like, you know, I don't even think I'm, like, all that bad, but I, I definitely find myself getting distracted by, like, things that I, quote-unquote, need when they're really wants. And, like, I, yeah, how, how are some ways we can get back to this, like, simplicity of life that St. Francis modeled for us in this modern day and age? Right. No, it's so true. And St. Francis had this sort of life-changing moment uh, in the in front of the bishop's palace in Assisi where he totally takes off all of his clothes and mm. gives them back to his father. His father was a rather wealthy merchant, and so mm-hmm. he could have had anything that he needed or wanted, and so he gives it all back. And I think um, 
Maybe what Francis is calling you to do is to take all of the chocolate that you have at home and give it to me. That might be a good way for you to get rid of some of your stuff. But um, but no, more seriously, I think that sense of um, I'm not possessed by the things of this world. Yeah. That that um, that he recognized that possessions were a barrier for him to be able to really allow Christ to consume him Mm -hmm. rather than him to consume anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he needed to separate himself from that. And so that process of separating ourselves from the things that consume us so that we can be more consumed by Christ is an ongoing everyday spiritual life journey. And so I think it's regularly um, beneficial for all of us to say, what can I let go of that consumes me? Mm-hmm. Um, and those, those reflections are difficult. Um, but I, I, I mean, certainly, you know, Francis is a, you know, a, 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 you know, from the middle ages and, and Italian, he's got the melodramatic. I mean, he, he can't just give it all back. He has to strip down strip naked, naked in the in middle of the, of the piazza, you know, <laughs> like, of course it's, it's, it's a film, you know? So um, I don't think we need to go there necessarily to be in the spirit of Francis, but to regularly question, what can I let go of Mm -hmm. that is holding me here Mm -hmm. and that is consuming me more and more? Maybe not completely, but consumes my time, consumes my mind, consumes my heart, Mm -hmm. rather than allowing space for the Lord to consume me Mm -hmm. and for me to be consumed by him. Yeah. Yeah, I want to... Just very lastly, I want to touch on something you mentioned there, like he's a flair for the melodramatic, yeah, you know, stripping yeah. out in front of everyone. But but seriously, I have considered sometimes that, like, you know, we talk about the millions of lives who he has touched today. And he, I mean, he started an order from scratch. He just, like, what does, an e- what does it even take to create an order like that? I'm sure he didn't even have this vision in no. mind. He was just, he felt called by Christ to live live a certain lifestyle and, and love folks and people like were so attracted to it. Like, I don't, do people think that way today? Like I, that I can live so radically that other people. Sure. No, I think certainly the history of the, of the church has, um, you know, multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. folks whose life was, uh, whose lives were so compelling that others were drawn to follow them so that, um, that that's a given, and there will continue to be that throughout uh, the course of the uh, of, of the Christian tradition. Um, I think the challenge for you and me is: is my life following Christ compelling enough that other people would find it worth considering? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know that you know. Certainly, I being a, a committed, avowed Franciscan religious, I would hope that my life would that someone would look at it and say, because of what I saw uh, in Father Mike, I, I might consider being a Franciscan. I, I hope my life has that quality. Yeah. I know that as a sinner, it doesn't have that quality a lot, a lot but I've got to challenge myself and listen to the challenge of Christ and the challenge of Francis mm-hmm. to, to live that more, um, uh, in, a, in a more evocative way. But I, I think all Catholics, all Christians, um, you know, the only way there will be Christians tomorrow mm. is if there are faithful Christians today and whose lives speak, mm-hmm. you know, and so mm-hmm. 
um, I don't underestimate how you may not have started a religious order <laughs> from scratch, but you have fostered someone else's mm-hmm. life in Christ by the way in which you're trying to live it today. And, uh, and they're better followers of Jesus today because of your witness, because of your presence. Don't, don't ever underestimate that, but take joy in it. Francis always, um, he, he didn't write a whole lot, but, um, when he does, he uses this phrase a lot. Um, when the Lord gave me brothers, mm-hmm. and he he revels in the fact that the Lord would give him companions, people yeah. you know that that would want to be with him on this journey, and that's that's Christian community. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Lord gave me brothers and sisters to share my faith, um, that that was a good day. Yeah. Mm. There's, I, I wish we had more time to talk about this. He's such an incredible, incredible man. And sure. it's crazy to think like 800 years ago I or know. like, yeah, now 800 years later, he's still as still alive speaks. as president. Was that like a really special moment for you as a Franciscan when um, Pope Francis took that sure. as his name? Absolutely. And uh, just an affirmation of that, that spirit, mm-hmm. you know, to say it, it speaks to us today powerfully as it did 800 years ago. Yeah. Gosh, I hope he will only be Francis the first and that there will be many more. Francis's no, I hope so. I hope so yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Father thank Mike. Thank you, Emma. I love talking about St. Francis. I know. With you. Let's go back. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> to Assisi? To Assisi. Let's yes. Go. <laughs> Any of our listeners, you want to come to Assisi, you just let us, us know. know. We'll carry your bags. <laughs> But seriously, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Friarside Chats. I hope you've enjoyed uh, learning a little bit more about St. Francis with, with me. I know I learned a lot. Father Mike is the, the pro here. No, I'm not a pro. <laughs> I'm still learning, believe me. But yeah, please email us at any time with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks so much, Father Mike. Thank you, Em. And thanks, St. Francis. Amen. (laughs) Amen. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. Mm